I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we, we come, come up, up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair Cobber Tremblay Birchall. And uh, why don't you co- wrap your. You wrap your wrap your wrap yeah. your shells around this mm. ocean noise. Yeah. Huh? Again, very good, very good. Have you practiced that before? That just that just that's just there. That's just right, top top of mind. Top of mind, bro. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the confidence. Well, it's because you haven't tried, bro. It's like this kid's story that I haven't written, but I just was scribbling on a page and it was about a dog who sees other dogs catch its tail. Mm. And then it goes, yeah, I just can't do that. People who are way better than me can do that. Mm. But the dog's tail is long enough and he's actually quite good at reacting to things because he's able to catch flies in midair. And then one day there's a fly on his tail and he catches his tail. And he doesn't get it. Why he's capable of doing this? It's because he tried. It's because he tried, but not on purpose. He accidentally tried. You got to have a go, bro. And would you say that that's a metaphor for the creative process? I mean, the amount of people who think that they can't do something creative. What, like, if I can do it, I am the f- shittest garbage <laughs> load of pile of cum. <laughs> You know, I'm a dog. All turd. human beings are is just cum that got its act together. Well, you know? I know, but then it's lost its act together. Yeah, well, it's just cum that got lucky, isn't it? We're all just cum that got lucky. lucky right cum. place, right time. Luck cum. Mm-hmm. The luck of the cum. Um, <clears throat> but we're we doing the podcast. For yeah, right we now? are. Okay, this is great a podcast. Yeah. Do you like? Do you like? Have we talked about this before? My favourite metaphor is the metaphor for the creative process. Hit me with it. Well, it's just whenever you make a movie mm. and it's like, oh, the Civil War, but then, you know, film critics come out mm. and say, well, actually, this is about filmmaking. You know, Great. the Civil War was actually the film and trying to win the war was actually trying to make the film. Sure. Yeah. And um, the bullets mm. were... Uh, self-doubt and the arrows were criticism. But then there's also the opposite where you make a movie about the creative process. But really what it's about is the internal war with yourself. Correct. Mm. Which is the creative process. Yes. And so it's kind of a double metaphor. Do you think that like, but but of all the lies that we tell ourselves as Mm. people who try to be creative, Mm. I think the best one is I'm just scared to put my work out there because of, you know, I'm, I'm scared to make things because... Um, because then I'll be judged. Yeah, but then... No, you're just lazy. You're just lazy like everybody else. Yeah, because then today when I 
you know, because if, whenever, if ever I say that, someone will then po post a uh, point to that tweet I did today, which is just a photo of the inside of my nose, <laughs> where I think I may have seen a gray nose hair. And people will go, you're not afraid of being judged, are you? <laughs> and I go, yeah, right. I just want attention. I want people. Uh, the reason I haven't made more is because I'm a perfectionist and I won't put anything out there unless it's absolutely <laughs> perfect. Like this picture of the inside of my nostril <laughs> <laughs> that I got Andy to take in the kitchenette earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> and especially, but I mean, the, the, the photo was surprisingly, like my nostril was surprisingly clean mm. in there. Yeah, I think we were all surprised. Mm, but that I was perfection of a... more boogers. Yeah, it was a perfection of a kind of a of a lucky type. Mm. Mm. Booger, great word. Great yeah. word for a thing. Really encapsulates probably the best... Like mm. snot is actually a little bit gross. Booger's a bit of fun. Mm. But it, I think it really gr grabs it. You mm. know, it really... Um, I think it could use embodies. an L. Yeah? Yeah. Booger? Or Boogler? Or Booger. <laughs> boogler. I guess a boogler. Boogler, boogler, boogler. I guess boogler sounds like somebody who who takes boogers. <laughs> snot burglar. Yeah, the snot boogler. Um, the the booger boogler. Let's. This is a this is a great children's book, Alistair. Write this down as a sketch idea, but mm -hmm. it's secretly a children's book. Yeah. It's about the booger fairy. Right? Mm. It's like the Tooth Fairy. So there's the Tooth Fairy and, you know, she's all white and beautiful and clean. But then there's the Booger Fairy mm -hmm. who comes and, like, cleans up all the boogers that get on your pillow in the night and that sort of thing. Mm. He doesn't leave you anything because he doesn't have anything to give you. But also you don't want your your boogers. So he's doing you a favour. But all, but basically it's, he's a metaphor for, like... The back of your, th the back of your nose. He's a thing. metaphor for the back of your throat. <laughs> for, the, for the Sidus Passage. No, he's a metaphor for people whose jobs, who, who like do important jobs, mm. but who don't get respected. Yeah. You know, like cleaners and that sort of thing. And everyone loves the tooth fairy, right? But she's just got inherited wealth. Where's she getting all this money from, right? It's a, she's a trust fund baby. But the boogler. The tooth, the tooth fairy? Yeah, she must be. Like, otherwise, like, where's she getting this money, right? So it's, so, so, she's. That sell, she gives, sell teeth she, to ivory dealers? I guess so. <laughs> Fake ivory. Tiny ivory dealers? Mm. Um, yeah, oh, she probably can skip dimensions. Tenivory. And she just takes the teeth and then dimension jumps into a dimension where people are really, really tiny and sells the teeth for a huge amount of money on the black market. Yeah. should really call it the white market, though, if it's ivory, shouldn't That's they? That's true, yeah. Um, or teeth. Or teeth. I mean, yes. maybe she's very small. The tooth fairy. Well, yeah, she and could be people. from that world. So yeah, somehow well, she's she... a fairy. Of course, she's yeah, small. but maybe we call her maybe we call her a fairy just because she has interdimensional teleportation abilities. Mm. But you know, we've we've seen her with wings in our minds. Mm. But maybe she just has like maybe she's very advanced. And she has yeah, just teleportation and a hover bike. Mm. Maybe the Bugula is an unfairy. Hmm. You know, because that's a little play on unfair and yeah. fairies, mm. right? And so, and he's all slimy and covered in filth. Mm. And he, uh, he crawls up the drain, and he's yeah. just working so hard picking gets, up these boogers. Gets boogers by going in through the mouth, and then up through the, and then up does he the go back. into the nose? <laughs> yeah, uh, but up through the mouth. I think he's in there with like a long plunger, sort mm, of on the okay. pillow, 
shoving it up the nose, trying to plunge out the boogers. I think it has one of those scrapers like bake, bakers have. Yes. He goes in there and sort of oh, scrapes under the, the boogers edge. like that. Then he finishes it off with like a little chimney sweep. He's got a bit of a chimney sweep vibe with one of those mm. brushes that's all yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, great. Maybe polishes your hairs in there. Gives, mm. it a, gives him a good wank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's small enough to be able to wank a hair. Wank a nose, nose hair. Well, he, maybe he's got special little arms for but, that. But then would you picture like... A gritty, a sort of um, origin story for this person. How do you uh, get into this business? How do you get into this business? Um, I mean, technically, the body must create some of the most complex chemicals of all. Yes. You know, and so future scientists. Mm. You know, you could imagine us being able to once we're smart enough to kind of create ultra-complicated chemicals mm. that, that could do all sorts of magnificent things, mm. um, the thing you'll want to mine is the human body, mm. you know, for its diversity of uh, molecules. Um, I was going to try to say, like, molecula. Um, oh, so he's he's extracting those... For future scientists. Yeah, right. Comes back in time. Time travels. Time travels to get these things so that it can run, you know... Whatever the you know, we there'll be there'll be future creatures then, mm. creatures that we've created that create <clears throat> their own chemicals that create their own creatures you know things yes. like that. Yes. And then we'll and, and those things will you know will be able to synthesize drugs that are based in sort of boogers, boogers mm-hmm. you know. But um, you need a boogler. And he um, I think I think. I think when he stops doing it, because mm. somebody catches him and calls him disgusting, right? Mm. Ugh, horrible. And he gets offended, right? Mm. Even though he's just doing this service, mm. right? He stops doing it. And then everybody, like they wake up in the morning, they've got heaps of snot and everybody mm. thinks they've got a cold. But really it's just that the boogler, mm. the snot boogler, mm-hmm. has stopped doing his job because he's so um, upset, right? And they have to apologise, yeah. And somehow convince him to come back. But do yeah. we do we have to go forward in time to go get him from there? Maybe. Yeah. I Maybe. guess if he's got a time thing, then he can do everybody in one night. That's the only reason he can. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a lot of work. Every night, all night, every night. Mm-hmm. But then he must live forever. Or he just lives one night over and over again. I oh, know, but he wouldn't go back in his own time. Yeah, I think he's immortal. I think yeah, it's and it's and it's and it's related to these infinity, like these crane, crazy complex chemicals. Yes, you know, at some point we could probably replace all cell walls, especially if you got a time device. You could replace all cell walls with something that lasts longer. So it is the secret of in, of of, um, of immortality is mm. somehow in the snot. Yeah, and and you know something in there that's synthesized by the human body. Mm. So it's like, oh, our, our human our bodies are capable of living forever. Mm. And and it's through that, but then it also means that he's got this endless toil, <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, which he spends his eternal life um, doing, so that he can keep his eternal life. But also out of the goodness of his heart, because he's a good guy. Well, maybe, yeah, but but I mean, to think about it, like, what if you could live forever, but it meant that you had, you to, had to work forever? You had to, and not a good job either. Not a good job. No, you're yeah. you're a, you're a nasal scraper. But everybody has to work together in order to make this possible for all of us. But at some point, if you want to die. Can you, we call this? Movie you just stop working. Boogie Nights. <laughs> this movie. It's a I, movie now. Yeah, yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, Boogie Booger Nights. Nights. Just Booger Nights. Yeah, Booger Nights. Um, also, he makes porn films. Yes. Um, 
Maybe he's got a really big nose. Yeah, great. Or he has a cousin who does um, genital mucus, cleans up genital mucus. Yes, nice. Pre-cum. Pre-cum, correct. Um, Obviously, uh, pre-cumbers are uh, like cucumber. No, Hmm. don't worry about it. Precumbers, yeah. Yeah. That's like cucumbers. Yeah, well, I th- was thinking that uh, really they should call pickles mm. postcumbers. Mm. Uh, and then um, and then baby cucumbers would be precumbers. I don't know. Don't worry about it, Alistair. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I realised how little it was of anything as soon as it left my mouth. And I should realise that about every single wordplay. They do, I think. But sometimes they still slip through the defences. Well, here, how about this word play? Yeah, all right. You know, I told you my son is currently afraid to poop. Yes. And that um, it's, for me, it's just in time for Halloween because it's one mm. of the most terrifying things that mm. I'm, I've ever gone through. <laughs> um, and I'm like, Odie, you can't just eat and then not mm. let things out. Mm. You can't just become a one-way thing and just keep filling up that... Then You'll you explode. Kinda, you kind of turn into a cul-de-sac, the shit. There you go, cul-de-sac of shit. Yeah. That's um, my wordplay. That's what, that, remember how we got into that? Is that a wordplay? Cul-de-sac of shit. Oh, cul-de-sac of shit, yeah, okay. Is that what you actually told him? No. No, you wouldn't do that. No, no, I said, I, I sat down and wrote <laughs> to come up with that. <laughs> On my newsletter. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing a newsletter now. All the comedians... Yeah, not me. Not I'm me. gonna. I'm. I'm waiting for a new format, and then I'm gonna get in on that straight away. That's great. Yes, I'm gonna. That's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right. I want. An, I want some sort of alert system that pings me the second there's a new format. Because mm-hmm. imagine if we'd been making um, TikTok podcasts mm-hmm. before Mark Maron, before Ricky Gervais made before his Ricky in Gervais. Like 2004. Or we would have had Barack Obama on two in the think tank. Mm-hmm. That's where we would be at. Yeah. We would have been coming up with sketch ideas. He'd probably be the third banana. Probably. Yeah. Um, That's a reference to primates. Yes. Um, and Evan being a, a second The second banana, banana on primates. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on primates this afternoon. Yeah. We don't know when it's going to be released. Maybe no. later on. Maybe, probably maybe it's already released. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, uh, <laughs> right, not now, but in the future. Yeah, okay, right. I thought you were doing some little tra- time, time warp thing. I'm the boogler. Um, yeah, we're going to be, or we're going to be, or we already have been talking about um, most extreme primate, the third mm-hmm. in the series of um, primate films um, from Robert Vince, Canadian filmmaker, about a uh, chimp called Jack who gets engaged in a range of different sporting pursuits, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's it's pretty dark, pretty dark project. Yeah, I mean it. Watching the film is such hard work. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, like, it makes you go, oh, I don't know how people review films all the time if watching some movies can be this hard. It has a 95% rating on Google user reviews. So people love it. Yes. And when I looked at we we, we watched it on a YouTube thing, and it had, uh, I think, 1.3 thousand upvotes and only 75 downvotes. I mean, I guess that's mostly in people who have, have sorted out, yeah. Who look for, for a it. reason? I don't think you find that's the sort of thing that you would find randomly by that, googling and that yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, man. I mean, look, where else are you going to go to find a snowboarding chimp? It's true. 
You don't have a lot of options. You know, and so in terms of if that's what you're looking for, mm-hmm. that's an upvote mm. because you're not going to find that uh, pretty much anywhere else. Um, so there's this new genre of pornography that I've heard about mm. on podcasts, which is that like you personalize stuff where you pay a large amount of money for people to make a very specific type of pornography mm. for you, like that that satisfies you in a particular way. Um, we could do a sketch about getting to do this with different genres of films, you know, with with sure. a, with action movies or something like that. Maybe this is the way that we could finally get our um, crank uh, Christmas with the crank movie up, mm-hmm. where uh, <laughs> he's got to be happy all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, Jason Statham mm-hmm. has to um, experience a certain amount of Christmas joy <laughs> <laughs> for the duration of the. Let's say twenty-four day, day, how twelve days of Christmas? Yeah, right. Or he'll explode. What about was he going to do? He explodes in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he'd just be taking a lot of ecstasy. Yeah, I guess. Is that Christmas joy? Well, (gasps) let's come up with a drug that just gives you Christmas joy. Oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) All right, here we go. I mean, that's basically what eggnog is supposed to be. Yeah, right. Yeah. If we could, um, yeah, boil yeah, but, down. But, yeah, and make it into a powder. Yeah, well, people always say that about, uh, people always say that. It always says that on the side of cans of, like, spray can, uh, spray paint and stuff. It says, deliberately concentrating and inhaling this product may cause injury or even death, mm. right? We're going to do that with eggnog. Yeah, boil it down mm-hmm. until it's, a, like, a 50-time a concentrate, 100-time mm-hmm. concentrate if yeah. we need. We're going to call and it then, Megnog. Yeah, why? Mega eggnog. Oh yeah, great Meg- <laughs> mega nog. I know. I know that. I think the Meg was another Jason Statham film. Um, if we if we call it mega nog, mm. but the, it's a double G. Mm-hmm. I think people will get it. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we concentrate it down, because that way that way we don't have to do weird Jason Statham re- references. <laughs> yeah, right, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's simplify this and cut out some of the Jason Statham references. This would be the first note from any half self-respecting producer in Hollywood. There's a yeah. bit too much going on. Like we we yeah. can't guarantee we can get Jason Statham in this film. So let's do ourselves a favor and yeah. trim out some of this stuff. Well, especially because this this is not a film. So if we're going to if we're it's going not to, a film. Well, if we're going to a Hollywood producer to say. We're creating a drug <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. That, that, that inspires Christmas cheer. <laughs> and we're thinking about calling it the Megnog. <laughs> so you think Jason would be keen? <laughs> um, um, representing our... It's based on the movie Christmas with the Crank that we made up. <laughs> we're, we're thinking about making, which we'll call you in a few years about that. If we can get this drug up to get enough mo- money going. Oh. Um, yeah. So Mega Nog. Mm-hmm. 100 concentration. It's a powder. Mm. And I don't know whether you... you snort it? I guess. I mean, that's do you, the or quickest... Do you, do you sprinkler, sprinkle it over your head like snow? And you absorb <laughs> it through your follicles? It just looks you sprink- like you've got I think, dandruff. I think you sprinkle it over your head. You catch it on your tongue, like but, catching snowflakes. But I think, you, you know, you also just... You just snort it so it goes straight into your bloodstream or whatever. Could be one that you just rub into your hair like shampoo. A drug that you rub into your scalp. That's about, close to the skull, which yeah, is close to the brain. Yeah, but I think there's an element in which 
you don't do that for anything in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Christmas time. Well, there, I guess there is an element of that. <laughs> Rubbing stuff into the top of your head isn't really a part of Christmas. Yeah. Sure. Why aren't there any drugs mm. where you just drill a hole in your brain and you just drop stuff straight in? <laughs> drill, drill a hole through your skull. Yeah, I mean... And you have a little funnel there. Yeah. And you just drop stuff in. Uh, I mean, it would be great to create the first one. Yes. Where, but what you do is you just get a drill. You go see your drug dealer. Mm. He's just got a drill. And he puts a little cap in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's just like, you know, like the, that cap that you have on a water pistol? That kind of like it's just oh, a hole, yeah. and then it's just that little cap <laughs> that flips over. Yeah, it kind of flips over like that, yeah. or it's got that little uh, sort of perpendicular line inside. Oh, a little T shape, little yeah, little IUD type. Uh, yeah, stop, thing. stops it from the cap from getting I've forgotten lost. about that, Alistair. What a great detail! What a what a moment of uh, an isolated unit of nostalgia. Mm, beautiful fundamental and unit of so nostalgia. So you could just put that in the back of your head like that and so yeah. it's just under your hair. Yeah, great. And then you pop it and then it's occasionally you just you pop it out and then you just just slide Squirt a pill in there. In. Yeah. Slide a, a just, bill. Not a pill. Oh right. You know it's just like it just looks like like a dollar bill and then you somehow try and cocaine snort through your own skull. And then, yeah, you Upside down. Maybe you could. Maybe you could. Can you brain snort? Well, you, oh, you know, maybe. if you pull, if you block your nose. No, there has to be no air being. There's able no to get air brain flow connection. connection is there? That'd yeah. be an isolated system. You'd want to keep that. Maybe separated. if you could find a way of sucking all the blood from your brain, mm-hmm. you know, or enough that it creates a tiny little vacuum. Pressure. Yeah, like negative pressure yeah. that sucks things in. But, I mean, why? When you could just why? push a tablet why? in there that'll just dissolve right on top of your yeah. brain's outer... I think you shake in some something that looks like fish food. You right. know, because your brain is yeah. just basically also, a fish in liquid. Yeah, that's and true. It's little granules that will dissolve in the, that fluid. Yeah. I mean, it's a great way to take Megnog. Because <laughs> that is kind of like making it snow. That's sort of your mm-hmm. idea, making it snow. That's what you say when you're... Mega nogs. We're going to make it snow. And yeah. And you just sprinkle a little bit in there. You're dancing around, experiencing... But you're all alone in an empty apartment, mm. right? Yeah. It's not even Christmas. It's it's September, right? Yeah. But but now suddenly that song takes on an eerie feeling because mm, you hear it playing slowly you, you, in you, you, the trailer for well, the film with Jason it's, it's Statham. Just people, yeah. The horizons, and the person gets like more in- <gasps> unintelligible as the song goes on, mm. as the drug is kicking in, because mm. it's just part of the tradition of how you take it. Yeah. Sort of the opposite of the Grinch, right? Because whoever, whoever this drug dealer is, just maybe this is the future for the Grinch, right? He's so embedded by his inability to steal Christmases of everybody, and he's sort of like it's sort of like when Dad wants you to um, stop smoking, so he makes you smoke the whole pack. Well, now the Grinch is like, oh, you won't let me steal Christmas. Well, what if I give you Christmas? All the time, on demand, right? Mm -hmm. And he becomes this seedy Mm -hmm. uh, Christmas dealer. Yeah, so he becomes the biggest promoter of Christmas. Yeah. You know, it's like, and you think about this is like, you picture somebody, Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. Day after Christmas. Mm. Somebody go, looks like, you know, they get their bag from the Mm. Grinch and they go, looks like Christmas is starting early Early this this year. year. (laughs) 
Some of the words for when we write. No, the you movie. don't have to. You've 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 written around that because he's just garbled because he's so high. And then that way we don't have to pay for the rights. Yeah. What about the notes though? You don't have to pay for the right for the notes. Wow. No, what if you it? get the notes wrong? That's a nice sound. It's a little bit like blowing across the top of a bottle. Yeah, this is uh, it's insane. <laughs> Your ability to do this. <laughs> you can somehow turn that into a bit on stage. I did do it when did I was you? doing my urethra bit. Oh, I would blow say, across the top. Blow across the top like that. And he goes. <laughs> it's if you have two for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't done it for a while. Oh, it's very, it's, it's very, very good. You gotta try to get like that extra little. Mm-hmm. Deep vibration in the back of your throat, so that mm-hmm. as the resonance, you know. Anyway, so I think Meg Mega Nog is a is a win. Yeah. Oh, now that we got the Grinch in there, this has turned into a whole. It's thing. another. It's a film as well. It's, a, it's another film. And so this film producer, who we get to get this business up and going, yes. hopefully eventually they'll be so invested <laughs> they'll, be they'll like, be like, "Can I buy the rights to this drug mm. as a film?" And, and, say, and we'll call yes. it Christmas with the Cranks. Yes, with the Crank. <laughs> with the Crank. Yeah. Yeah. I think Christmas with the Cranks is already the oh, film. Oh, already filmed, yeah, yeah, sorry. Christmas um, with the Cranks. I guess, but I mean, this is now like a Grinch film. Mm. So, I mean, but maybe we could do that thing where we intersplice <gasps> another story in between that is in not between, connected. And that's how why people think it's art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people we've been talking be about this a lot on our uh, bonus episode, Sci-Fi Try Guys. Mm-hmm. All we ever do on this podcast now is we talk about other podcasts we're on, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it's going to be all plugs the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about how you can trick people into thinking that um, a piece of film is art if you just put another story and you split it up and you put it all the way through. Or you, like any other kind of You, you come back artwork. into it. You come back to it and you and then you don't... You never show why they're connected. You never show that. Mm-hmm. And that's up to the to the viewer to, to speculate about. Key to, endlessly, online. Key to making art. Mm-hmm. Putting little slices of things so that people don't understand. Just things that people don't understand so that later on people can explain it to you. And if somebody's explaining something to you, that's because that thing is art. Mm-hmm. And then people can debate whether or not that explanation is correct. Mm, exactly. And, you'll, and You remain forever in the discourse. And as, as, the, as the director, writer, whatever, mm. people say he never reveals what it is. Like, you know, like Tarantino, he never revealed what, what, was, in what the... was the light in that suitcase. What was it, was it coming from? He goes... Do you think that maybe if he if he had something good to put in there, he would have put it in? He there. would have put it in there and told you what it was. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. If he had thought of something good, he yeah. would have told you. He would have put it in. But what's good is that you don't know. Yeah, that's the whole point. But now that you you kind of ruined it for me, Alistair. Yeah. Because now you've proven mathematically that whatever was in there can't be good. <laughs> if it was, he would have told us. He would have told us. So what we've it was. we've narrowed it down. We know that it's something disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, it's disappointing. <laughs> possibly can't. Whatever it is, like whatever it was, mm-hmm. it's either not good or mm. something that would have ruined the movie. Mm. You know, like if like you know, some people say it was Marcellus Wallace's soul, mm. and you go, well, well if they had said like? that in a the film, squirmy little fish. But or think something? about it. If they had said in the movie. Oh, opened it up, orange light. They go, wow, 
Marcellus Wallace's soul mm. and then closed it mm. like that. That movie would have been fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go, oh, now there's this weird magic. magic. <laughs> oh, yuck. Like that. And so. Um, well, then, what, is, what does that give us? Does this give us a way of sort of using the, the tools of logic to um, critically analyze films mm. to prove whether or not they're good or bad? And I think you've proven mm. that that movie is bad. But I love that movie, that yeah, bad movie. Well, I love that bad movie. Um, all right. Maybe, maybe you've just proven that that device is bad. I want you to have proven something. Yeah. No, something – look, something has been proven. Mm. I think I guess we could – the way we could go back – I don't know. Could you just go back into these movies and just take the things that are ambiguous and – Make them really make clear. Make them really clear. <laughs> well – Okay, that's that's interesting because you know that is like Steven Spielberg going back to mm. um, Jurassic Park and putting in more dinosaurs or whatever. Mm. Or was it George Lucas did stuff to the star original Star Wars films and put in mm. CG things that look really bad at the time when he was doing them? We were like, "Wow, this CG stuff is amazing!" Yeah. And nobody thought about the fact that oh wait. It's going to look really, really bad as soon as this gets any better and people realize yeah. how garbage it is. And so, like, six months later, you're already like, what oh. is that shit? Yeah, weird addition to it. Yeah. Yeah, some weird scene where he adds – oh, maybe this was a deleted scene, but it was like a scene where they had – it had Hans talking to a guy who initially was Jabba the Hutt and it was just a guy. Right. And I think that they had deleted that. But then he he had gone back and thought maybe we could put it back in – and if we have what Jabba the Hutt now looks like, but have him as a 3D version of him. Mm. And they had this moment where somebody steps on its tail. Yeah. And he goes, what? Like that. Rrr. Yeah, I've seen that scene. Mm. And you go, ugh. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> so basically we want to do that, right, but with ambiguity. Mm. So we're going to go back through all old films and remove the ambiguity. Yeah. Because... That way, they're not allowed to cheat, right? Because by leaving things ambiguous, we're, we're, we're reversing our theory of art, mm -hmm. right? We're saying that leaving things ambiguous is a way of tricking people into doing the work and the, tricking the audience into doing the work in their own mind. To do the work of the artist. To do the work that should have been done by the artist. Mm -hmm. And technically, we should have been paid for that work, yeah. for that creative work, or get a share of the profits or something like that. Maybe there's a class action. And the settlement out of the mm -hmm. class action is that... All the movie-going public will forego their um, lost earnings mm -hmm. for the work that they did by coming up with the better ideas in their own heads. Um, and uh, all, the f all the film studios have to go through their films and remove the ambiguity so that it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. And uh, right. so Marcellus Wallace's, uh, in, the, in the suitcase, it was a bike light. It was just a bike light. It was a bike light, but a really good bike light. It was a good quality bike light. Exactly. Like, you know, it's in L.A., it's near Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. <laughs> latest, At the time. Yeah, latest, latest bike light technology mm -hmm. just come out. Gold light. Mm. It was used with gold film so thin you could pass um, light, light through, through it. it. And as we know, gold is the most valuable thing on Earth. <laughs> Especially if it's very thin. Very thin. <laughs> you don't use very much. Same amount you would put, say, on a meal that you... People like things that are gold. People like things that are thin. What's the most valuable thing? Thin Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Thin gold. Um, and, I, think, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fun, the class action. Great. The, um, of the audience creative labor. Mm-hmm. It is it well. It's like you know all these um, all these uh, wage theft cases that we're mm-hmm. getting now, where it turns out companies have um, systematically mm-hmm. underpaid underpaid their employees to the tune of three hundred million dollars over yeah. ten years. I wonder whether I'm owed any wages in that regard. Oh, because this was Woolworths. Yeah, Woolworths. I and worked for you, uh, I worked for Dan Murphy's and I worked for Woolworths. Yeah, which are all owned by Woolworths. Um, Woolworths is owned and, by Woolworths. Yeah, and BWS as well. I work for them as well. Yeah, right. All around the chain. It'd be great if I just got. Oh, like, if they hunt you down. If they find me and give me three hundred million dollars. So this, is, there'd be some sort of team who are like the good version of debt collectors, hmm. right? Who, um, or just of, debt collectors for me? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's hard to think. It's like you know to to, to think of debt collectors debt collectors as working on your side, mm. but that could happen. Yeah, but you don't want to have to hire them, right? So what it what it, mm. what it does need to be is um, sort of a credit deliverer, mm. right? Someone who will sort of mercilessly hunt you down mm. through any fake IDs that you might have, no matter your weird living arrangements, and yeah. they will make sure that you get your $38.70. That would be so good. That you um, uh, are owed. I deserve that. Yeah. Or at least, you know, would like it. Yeah. <laughs> $38.70, I could buy one meal with that. Well, this happened to me with my um, my old bank account. Mm. From I was with a credit union in Tasmania, and then I'd forgotten that I had an account with them because I didn't have any money in it. Mm. But then they privatised, or they m- merged with some other company or something like mm. that, and everybody got a share payout for being a member of the credit union. And then those shares, we were able to take them as cash if we wanted, and I got $300. It's very nice. But just nothing. Think about that. That could have stimulated would have stimulated the economy mm. for a couple of days. Oh yeah, it certainly stimulated my economy if yeah. you know what I'm saying. Hello. I think that was at the time when you were probably living off of tax returns. Yeah. My own. Ba- my a, own. A backlog of tax returns mm-hmm. that you hadn't claimed. Yeah. So that you could take a year off teaching. This is how we drip feed information about our lives That's so that true. people We're, can construct uh, our full identities over the years. Yeah. You know, um, seven years roughly is that we've, we've done this podcast for? Well, that was a pretty big gap. There was a big gap, but it wasn't as big as we think. I think we, think, I think we thought it was three years or something. Yeah. But when you I looked through, I don't think there was a three-year gap. Right. There was like... Maybe a year? Maybe one year and then... Maybe another year. Yeah, well, then, then, then it, there was like some, our, some episodes were much more speckled. Like there'd be one every right. three months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think we did a one-off for a comedy festival one yeah. year and that kind of thing. Mm. But then we got back into it, and we haven't been able to stop ever since. Yeah. Well, also we were kind of contractually obligated to continue once we joined Planet Broadcasting. I don't think we're contractually obligated to continue. I think we might have signed something. Oh, but, I mean, no. We don't, we don't have to keep going. Yeah, right. But, I think, but also it's one of the mo- more joyous parts of our week. That's true. You yeah. can probably tell. Mm. Um, yeah. I guess if we wanted to stop, we'd have to quit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we can't just slack off. 
But I guess that's like everything. That's like every job. You can't mm-hmm. just come in sometimes. I don't want to quit. I just don't want to come in all the time. Yeah. I just don't want to do it all the time. Can I do like a... Be great I guess help. that's kind of a bit like what driving Uber is. You yeah, know? Well, well, but then you're not an employee. You know, yeah. You're just a whatever. Let's, let's create the next thing that comes after this garbage After thing. the gig economy. Gig economy. Right. Okay. Everybody's working all the time. Yeah, okay, <laughs> great. But your brain is only in your body part of the time. The rest of the time, your mm. consciousness mm-hmm. um, can log on to some kind of holiday simulator. Yeah, okay, right? great. So your brain can be elsewhere. And well, that's, this, this, mm. this will be the thing, Alistair. Mm-hmm. When, they can, when they do have artificial intelligence, yeah. right, why would they bother to build robots Right? Why not just implant artificial mm. intelligence into our brains to run our bodies, which are basically robots anyway, mm. right? and then our brains can go and play in some kind of computer game, our yeah. minds. This will be what or the big companies... Or socialise. Yes. Mm. This will be what the big companies do, right? Because they're not interested in spending money to build infrastructure. No. Right? That's a huge capital outlay. Mm-hmm. What you want is to mail out people a chip that they stick up their nose, Yep. right? And then that just takes over their body. It just goes on either side of their nostril, like mm-hmm. one of those bull horn, and like one of those yes. bull things. I don't know Flip why. Thing. Yeah, it just goes like that. Just because you need both, you know. But like... it's also very symbolic, right, of the old bulls who would have been put to work. You know, those labouring things. Alistair, mm-hmm. this is art. This is art. There's this symbols. is art. Symbolism. The art. Metaphors. Cows. This is like the beginning of modern times, where mm-hmm. they see the people walking, and then you see the herds of sheep walking, and they're. Different. They're well. They're different, but they're also the same. Oh, right. You yes. see what I'm saying? Uh huh. Charlie Chaplin. This is considered his greatest film. Mm-hmm. Modern times, imagery, symbolism, like that. We're just we're just standing on the shoulders of however tall that guy he was. He was very short. Yeah, <laughs> of relatively short Hollywood people. Um, artists standing on the shoulders of artists who were shorter than you think. Correct. Um, but I think, but also, mm-hmm. that that still makes you look very tall, right? Like whenever I think about like people who are seven foot, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's only a foot taller than me. Like I'm a foot taller than some people, yeah, and I'm not a giant. Yeah. So this person who's a foot taller than me, they're not going to be that big. But then you see them and you're like, whoa, that is really tall, mm. you know? And that it's it's because because we're we're only attuned to be in a certain see people in a certain range of height, and as they get taller and taller, it gets less and less common. And your brain really triggers mm-hmm. when you see someone close to the end of the bell curve of being like, "Fuck!" Yeah. Even though they're no taller than me, than I am, than uh, somebody who's that much shorter sure. than I am. I mean, right now we hang out a, hang out a lot with people who are roughly three to four feet shorter than us. Correct, and I never go, "Oh my." God, yeah, you're so small, and they but, never refer to me as a giant. But to them, I remember being that small and seeing adults being that big, and I do remember thinking they are giant. My really? dad is the biggest person in the world. I I don't remember that, but then I don't remember anything. But my dad was pretty big. He was six two. Six two. Your dad's six two. He was six two until about five years ago, where he said he was six one, and and like he had changed his mind on how old he was his whole life. How tall he was? How? What did I say? Old. How yeah? How how tall? Mm-hmm. Lied about his height to yeah. get into dad's school. Maybe. Well, just yet yeah, to to be accepted by me. Mm. 
Six two. I guess it's like he just wanted two even numbers. Mm. Um, I've written down AI controlled you. Mm. Well, so you, you so your you attention can, your hours can be holidaying. You log your hours to, mm. you know, or you just clock on and off whenever you want, and then they'll use your body for whatever. You'll come to yeah, you can like check in a in. pool of blood or something like that, and you, mm. it turns out while you're out, you were a hitman and you murdered eighteen people. I think right? that you can. I mean, look, that's, that's great fine. too. You're, I think yeah. you, no consequences for that. Because you weren't it wasn't in control you. of your body. Yeah, yeah, And you can show them the, the logs. That's right. I mean, do you think that they can adapt the logs? The problem with, like, digital logs is that they are pretty... Oh, no, they're kept all in a book. They're not digital. Yeah, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really into that. Is there, do we have a, a funny twist to this? Or, or is this just a genuine sci-fi idea? I think it'll be funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the the satirical element mm. of it, you know, being a riff on the gig economy and that kind of thing, mm. we'll get J.K. Simmons to play the um, boss, the boss, Bezos, the kind of the ba- yeah, fake, the fake exactly. Bezos. Man, he's got to play a Bezos, right? Mm. Oh yeah. Um, and I uh, mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he changes his name to J.K. Bezos. Well, just I think the J in J.K. stands for Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. I think they mentioned that in uh, Whiplash. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? They mentioned the actor's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I liked that. That was probably my favorite part of Whiplash. Right. It was apparently pretty good. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, no, you got to see it. Does yeah. that spoil it? Do you think if I know that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Is that, the, is that sort of the twist at the end? Uh, no. Oh. It's actually it's in the first scene. Right, still spoils it though. Yeah, Ru- the, the whole the movie. Oh, it's because it's like it's like Tarantino where they show the end at the beginning. Okay, right. but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know whether you were talking about the end of the story or the end of the movie. Um, I think that's the difference between plot and story, mm. which I've never, uh, never understood. Carly's explained it to me thirty mm. or forty times. I don't know. I, st- I still don't know. I don't know. I I saw David Mamet describe it by saying it's like a plot of a plane. It's like, you know, let's say, because, you know, like... So Maybe st- we've had this conversation. In the I don't know, but let, let, let me just try and... Try, ha- exp- try. And somebody can write in and try to f- help me understand it better and t- can correct it for me. But um, the a, a story should have a, a definite beginning and a definite ending. So let's say your mom... Tells you to go to the shops. Your mom dies and she's got a funeral... Sorry, let's. So, so it's not. We're not thinking about our parents dying. Oh, um, I mean, that does let's sound say, like fun. Let's. Sorry, why am I moving your mic? Um, no, let's say your your uh, uncle, your best <laughs> <laughs> your your mom's best friend dies. Yeah. Who, oh, okay. Who was who was really important to you when you were young? Yeah. And you've got to make it to her funeral, right? Great. To be there. So there's a beginning, the dying, and there's a definite ending, which is... And so you, what you've got is this period of time that outside of the story, like if this story... Would, it, it, it won't exist. Uh, whatever. I can't remember what I'm trying to say. But so then you've got that. And so you know where you've got to start. You know where you've got to end. And the plot is the bumps along the way. is like the, is like mm. the, the between those two po- points and then the sort of like all the little... Uh, Zigzaggy things that in that kind of interrupt. And the story is just the there. beginning and the end, or the um, narrative. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe is the story just like oh, your aunt dies yeah. and you gotta f- figure. Yeah, I guess so. Out the thing. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I'll, 
Mamet probably. Yeah, Mamet probably does. If you're listening, David Mamet, um, love text us. I love. I love to see your work. I, w- <laughs> I would love to. I would love to have seen any of your work. <laughs> any of your work. I've heard great things. <laughs> But I probably won't. Oh, man. One day I'll see that Glen Gary, Glen ben Ross, Ross thing. Yeah. It's more than just that scene. Yeah. But always that, but that scene, buy. Always buy watches, I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> always buy. A, B, W. Always buy watches. Um, have we got five sketch ideas? No, we got no, four. We got four. Oh, that was a little phantom tick just there. No, it wasn't. Oh, that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. nothing. Um, you should have known that. That's Andy. okay. We can still come up with one more, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, trusty, what about like a trusty steed of mm. some sort? Mm. Uh, well, this, this. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say another thing that we've actually already come up with, which is that butt, that butt wheel that you have that you scoot around on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, it's the modern day trusty steed. But we've already come up with that idea. Yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, and then I was going to say something where you like buy people instead of horses, but then I realized that's just slavery. So mm, I yeah. can't really. Firstly, I can't take credit for it because it's already been invented. And mm. secondly, I can't take credit for it because it's not really a good thing mm. that you necessarily take credit for. Um, what's, what's a thing that we could do to make rivers more, like, to help rivers survive that involve us all getting involved with rivers? Well, what if instead of rivers, mm-hmm. which seems to be an inefficient um, use of water, right? Does it? Um, well, yeah. You need to have, like, you think about the the, the river, right? right. There's, um, what does the river need to do? It needs to keep the fish alive, basically, that are in the river, mm-hmm. right? But then there's probably, like, per 10 metres of river, there's maybe, like, one fish, right? And how much water does that fish really need? Yeah. Maybe just about a, a bucket's worth, right? Yeah. So, so what if instead of having a whole river, mm-hmm. right, we just had people with buckets, yeah. right, running up and down the dry riverbed carrying fish, right? Mm. And then you can take your fish over to meet somebody else's fish. You put them in the same bucket for a while to yeah. mate. And then you separate And then they them. spawn and one of you runs it back up the river or even just passes it to the next yeah, person. It creates jobs. And so we still have this flow of water taking mm. place. Um, but the water, I mean, the water's mostly stationary relative to the bucket, but the buckets are moving. Yeah. Um, and then I think we could, we could basically do, we could probably design a more efficient way of getting that water around and getting it where it needs to be and doing the things it needs. Like a chairlift or something. Like a chairlift, exactly, mm. right? Um, and then we don't need to waste so much water actually having it in the river system mm. when we can use that. What for about other like stuff, the like swimming pools and sort of things that are around? Well, then we'll organise some sort of automatic watering system for the plants, right? Or mm. you know, maybe you know some of the people with the buckets have to put some water on the plants. But again, I don't think plants need the whole river to so stay alive. I was going to say, what if everybody just goes and spits in the river once a week or once a day, and then think about. You know, individually, tiny, yeah, individually. It's not a lot. No, but but together we're probably adding gigaliters. Yeah. Well, this is like bees, you mm. know, making honey. Mm. Like an individual bee doesn't even like makes a tiny fraction of a teaspoon Maybe over the like course. Maybe a quarter of a teaspoon. Quarter over of its a whole teaspoon life. over the course of its whole life, mm. right? And 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 think of that, mm. right? And then maybe humans can do can do that. Also, mm. maybe humans could invent. Maybe we could make some kind of honey. Like we might not have. We have, if 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 we think about this, like a poop honey. 
like a poop honey or even a spit honey. Yeah, spit honey. Right? If we're spitting into mm. stuff, yeah. um, who's to say that we can't concentrate that in some well, that's way? Right. We don't know because we've probably we've lost touch with it, the mm. kinds of things that we could make as a hive. Mm. You know, what what because we don't use our butt stuff or our mouth stuff in the wild, there might be things... Well, we put it into the toilet and we flush it away. Exactly. Like, what could we, we make? We spit into the urinal when we're drunk, mm. leaning over mm-hmm. and about to vomit. Yeah. And we flush it away. We flush it away. And we don't know whether or not that could create a web for catching prey mm-hmm. or, or could build sort of intricately shaped walls yeah. to put our, to put <laughs> our young in. So we deposit our feces into mm. a sort of a clay wall type thing mm. and build... Uh, an interconnected series of nests. Because mm. you know, you know, poos kind of turn white over. Do human poos do that as well, or Maybe. is that just dog poos? Well, we don't know. We don't know. They're we... never given a chance. They're this not... is a very two in the think tank idea, yeah, by the way. They're never <laughs> given a chance, and so white <gasps> is a great color for a wall. Stucco, you know. Yeah, they do it in Greece. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and so this could be the kind of things that you would build walls out of to make to him. You know, I think all the bad stuff in poop is I think brown. we have talked about making walls out of poop before. Constant low-key shitting, the episode with um, Jack Drews. Mm. I thought that was just a non-stop stream. That was a non-stop stream, but you would crawl around like a 3D printer and make walls and stuff yeah, right. um, with your constant stream Yeah, we didn't say they'd go white. That's okay, true. Let's... <laughs> oh, we can, we, can, we can stick to spitting. Then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think spit honey... Is uh, spit honey? Yeah, is the mm. thing. Um, but there was an earlier element of that, wasn't there? We were talking oh, about into the river, into the river, making you know, replacing yeah. the river with a river of buckets and many hands. Um, oh, but, oh, yeah, spitting into the river. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think the, <laughs> I think a government campaign ad mm. encouraging people to spit into the river because I remember there was you know the mm. ones that. Seems silly now, but like when we were growing up, there was something about how, like, an ad about how dripping taps, a dripping tap over the course of the year, waste as much money, as much water as this many dr- milk bottles full of water, and they, they would show you all the milk bottles mm. and that sort of thing. Similarly, spitting into the river, like, you know. Does the opposite. And then, and, you know, a lot of people cross, say, the Swan Bridge mm. in Melbourne mm-hmm. on their way to work in the morning. If every one of them leaned over and spat into the river, mm-hmm. think what that would do yeah, it would for add, tourism. For tour- oh, think about all the tourists that are coming here. And, we could get and all going the- on boats under, yeah. that, under that bridge. Well, I know, but also <laughs> all the water that they're bringing from overseas. Correct. That's a great way to, you know, to sort of increase the heft of our, um, mm-hmm. of our water system here in now Australia. Spit pit. Spit pit. Um, we got three words from a listener. Yeah. Um, Sorry about that noise. That's okay. I'm, I'm disappointed when you're not making it. Uh, three words come from our Patreon listener, Bosco Bartolomo. Thank you, Bosco. Thank you, Bosco. Um, as you know, Bosco has become a $3 uh, supporter on Patreon. Supporter, supporter on Patreon. And hence can, th- given these three words. Are you ready? Yes. What's your guess for the first one? <sighs> um, legitimize. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite. I feel like I was close. No, that wasn't close. Oh, okay. No. 
Well, actually, infinity is the one thing that you can never get close to. So yeah. Um, yeah. it was it tough for me. At all. Yeah, <laughs> you chose a single thing. Um, do you want to have a crack? But at even the if I, I had chosen in, infinity, mm. it, he could have been talking about a different infinity that's bigger. That's so true. I wouldn't have gotten yeah. there. But that would have been close. The next one. Yeah. Um, lozenge. Oh, Andy. Yeehaw. Okay. Um, all right. And the third one, I'm going to even... St- you want to try? I was going to oh, try and stop you. give me the first letter. I. Um, imp? Andy. It's inevitable. Oh, fuck. Infinite. 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 Yeehaw. Inevitable. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, well, it sort of makes me think of Cowboys, obviously. And it yeah. makes me actually think of the movie Space Cowboys. Does it make Harrison you, Ford. What about a mathematician cowboy? Yes. Who, who, um... A mathematician cowboy. Mm. Yeah, okay. Because what he goes and he goes around... <laughs> yes. Rounding up theorems. <laughs> <laughs> Rounding up numbers to yeah. the nearest integer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw through space. Yeah, well, it could be through space. But I do like the other the idea of like a cowboy <laughs> mathematician who comes home to his wife after a long day's Yeah. Um you know, out there in front of a blackboard yeah. and talks about his day as if he is a cowboy. Mm. Rounding up numbers. Uh, it feels like a Sesame Street sketch. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's fine. We can come up with Sesame Street sketches. Sesame Street needs sketches. You mm-hmm. think, I mean, wouldn't you be impressed like mm. if you managed to get a sketch on Sesame Street? Yes. I'd be really impressed. I'd be really impressed by myself. Mm. Um. You do something with a lasso, I imagine. Don't know what yet. I mean... But that's what, I guess, helps to rope, rope. That's what he does with his blackboard. Mm-hmm. And he... When he, he rides w- a blackboard, <laughs> right? It's one of yeah. those little tripod-shaped blackboards with the four little legs, mm-hmm. right? And he sits on top, be very uncomfortable. <laughs> but he does ride it around. Yeah. <laughs> um... All right, round up. He calls it chalky, um, or blackboard beauty. I'm not sure. And I think blackboard beauty. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you think we should try and get the sketch on Sesame Street? I think should we, we could? just write it up and just send it, send it yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, we've already got that one thing about rounding up numbers to the nearest integer. What, um, what do you mean? Rounding up, rounding up numbers to the nearest integer. Yeah. That's what we've got. That's the joke. This one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's all we've got. Yeah. That's the only joke we have so far, is what I'm saying. No, but I mean, yeah, but that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sesame Street sketch. That's what, that is what they do. They just, you just hit that joke in as many different, from as many different yeah. directions okay. as you can. Great. Yeehaw! Yeah, he says that a lot as well. Um... Uh, you know, I, I would love it if there was something more. Uh, fractions, integers, decimals, herds, flocks, 
square roots. I know, but you're explaining the idea of rounding up numbers to kids. You're absolutely right. It's all. That's all it is. That's all it is. Why you, do I need another why? pun? Yeah, we can't. We can't get a whole bunch of new idea mathematical <laughs> concepts in there in an episode of one sketch on you're Sesame right. Street. You're of course you're right. Okay, rounding up numbers. Alistair, this is very good. Mm. You're not thinking like Jim Henson, Andy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi ho, this is mathematician cowboy here. <laughs> no, I don't get lost it. Hi, it's not, hi ho. That's not bad. Hi ho. Again, you're very talented. It's Kermit. Hi ho, this is Kermit the Frog here. It's good. <laughs> All right, thank you. Um, the best thing that I've already, I've got to stop saying I've already said these things on the podcast because. Yeah. Because people are tweeting about it People now. are tweeting about it. They're on to us, right? It's becoming our only recurring gag, right? But uh, the bit where uh, the, the emotion that Muppets are able to express, where the hand holding the face scrunches up like that mm. and they scrunch in oh, on themselves, yeah. right? It's an, ex- it's an emotion that is unique to Muppets, mm. right? But it seems universal. Yeah. Like, whenever you see them do, do that, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> I feel you. But it's not one that we could express yeah. in any way. I wish we could. Could turn our face sort of <laughs> concave a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe only Popeye could do it. Yeah, I think his face was already a fair way to be in mm. concave. Yeah, you, you got to lose all your teeth in order to mm. be able to express it. Anyway. Um, Thank you very much, Bosco. Yes. Stink with a dink and a dink, 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 stink with a dink and a dink, 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 Okay, we got the Booger Fairy slash the Boogler, and that's for Booger Nights, the movie, where it's about he's a time traveler from the future who uses the complex chemicals of the human body, are used by scientists to make all sorts of wonderful things that allow us to keep alive for eternity. And uh, but it means that you have to spend your life sort of going around, probably mostly you know collecting complex chemicals from things. But it, we're also much smaller in the future. Yes, that allows us probably to live for longer because there's less cells and stuff like that to um, maintain. To maintain. Then we got the mega nog, which is uh, <laughs> the drug intense the, eggnog. Yeah, intense eggnog, but it's a it's so intense it becomes a drug that uh, induces. Christmas cheer, Christmas joy, mm-hmm. and uh, it is potentially going to lead <laughs> us to get making a movie based on it for with Christmas with the crank. Mm. But you know that's down the line. Uh, then we got the audience creative labor class action, and it's a class action to get Hollywood studios and possibly you know pub- publishers of books to remove all ambiguity mm. from uh, films or fiction where the audience has to do the work and figure out what it's supposed to be like, the light in Pulp Fiction. Mm. You know, whether or not the top stops spinning at the end of... Uh, mm-hmm. And what it means at, if it does. At the end of... Uh, what's that movie called? Inception. Inception. They could have just let the ca- camera run for another minute or so just to let us it's know. It's a fucking long film already. Wait, another, another minute's going <laughs> to kill feel, you? I feel like... Yeah, exactly. Like, he could have just kept going and just let us see whether or not he's in that world. Stop... Ma- why do you do I have to keep pondering? Mm. Then we got uh, AI controlled you, so your attention can be on holiday. That's when we compute. You know, you can just sell your body. Mm. The AI controls it. This was a thing also that I wanted to get into my uh, science fiction story that mm. I wrote for Sci-Fi Try Guys, but I didn't manage to get in there. But you yeah. know how like you can get 
a if if your computer's buggy, mm-hmm. you can get like the tech guys to take over your computer remotely. Yeah. I'd love people to be able to do that for like you know if if the plumbing's broken in my house, mm-hmm. right? Why can't I get a plumber's brain to like remotely take control and then I can just fix the plumbing myself? That'd be great. And the plumber doesn't have to drive out. Mm. You know. Yeah, I mean, for them it'd be great working from home like that. Um, yeah, I mean, this is another one of these uh, great uh, things that could turn into a film. You know, for uh, but but also you know if anyone's desperate for uh, uh, sci-fi short stories, you can sign up to our Patreon right now. Uh, There's a couple the, of real crackers in the latest episode for the eight dollar tier. Man, we could use the money. Um, <laughs> eight dollar tiers in heaven. Yeah, that's the that's. <laughs> Would you know my sci-fi story if I saw you on Patreon? <laughs> You would. You would. Um, then we got Spit Honey. That's what cr- Yes. Um, that's, you know, you know what that is. River of Buckets instead. That's, or River of Spit. Yeah, or River of Spit. But, you know, we already got Spit Honey, you know. Yeah. Slash, look, I'll put slash spit to fix river systems. And uh, the mathematician cowboy rounding up numbers. It's our Sesame Street sketch. Correct. It's our first SSS. <gasps> And uh, bumps, bats, bumps, bats, that would be the thing that I would like to say to you. I would say that we have done it, and we hope that you said through. And you listened to the podcast, and you had a real good time because we liked making it for you at this time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, and you can find us on Twitter. At Two and Tank, I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Dandy. You can find me on Instagram at A Trombley Virtual. Alistair's been doing some really funny drawings. Check them out. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. I mean, I have not some, doing some, that anymore. I haven't been doing it for a little bit, but but they were very very good there, while you were doing. There them. was a thing I was doing it for a bit called ATB, but worse. That was the, on the on oh, the that was a different different things. Instagram on not on your regular yeah. Instagram. Yeah, I think the cutouts thing is going. It would be good to continue, but I just kind of just ran out of uh, steam. Time time a little bit or steam or whatever um and you can review us on itunes uh that helps apparently yeah helps us helps us exactly but you know maybe it'll make us more visible who knows yeah maybe one day maybe in year eight or year seven we'll trend maybe we'll get to the top of new and noteworthy yeah maybe we're maybe we're about where's the old and newtworthy new (laughs) (laughs) old and newtworthy yeah where's my salamander that's that's the witch thing isn't it yeah (laughs) Old and newtworthy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 